All right, welcome back to Over Here, the podcast from Outside in Music. Today we're back with Alan Blanchard, and we are talking the Spotify This Is Jazz Today playlist. Welcome back, Alan. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Um, a lot of new stuff this month. It seems like things are picking up. Yeah, um, and, and a variety of things I was able to find, too. So it's, uh, you know, this is the time, I think, where I was surprised that I actually knew everybody who I was suggesting to put on the playlist. I usually find, you know, one or two people that I've never heard of before. So it's certainly picking up with releases and whatnot. Yeah, the end of uh, end of September is the cutoff of the Grammys. So everything that kind of came out in the month of September mm-hmm. was everyone putting in their last ditch effort for the twenty, uh, what is it, twenty eighteen Grammys. Right. So I think right. that's why all those big things kind of came out this month. But, Makes uh, a lot of sense. But yeah, let's just dive right in. If people don't know where to find the playlist, it's on Spotify. Search for This Is Jazz Today. It's on the Outside in Music uh, account there on Spotify. If you want to follow along, hear some of the music, and just check it out. Uh, we're just kind of trying to share some music that we think is uh, interesting that's coming out these days. And uh, so why don't you kick it off, Alan, and tell us about uh, number 10 for this month. Yeah, so number 10 that I picked um, is this new record, like, Um, who's down there on faculty at University of Miami, Frost School of Music. Um, and it's his big band. And they put out this new record um, that he calls American Dreamers, Voices of Hope Music, uh, Voices of Hope Music of Freedom. Sorry about that. Um, and it's all with uh, DACA artists, which it was this interesting concept. You know, some people had been sharing on social media, which is where I first caught wind of it. Um, and it just so happened to be coming out this month. And so he uses a bunch of um, what what are known as like the dreamers who uh, are brought into the country as children and whatnot with a lot of this con- controversy regarding um, immigration and whatnot. And Doc uh, referring to specifically the Deferred Action for Childhood Early Arrivals and, and that policy and whatnot. Um, so it's actually a really – long album in the sense that there's like 18 different tracks and it's because they introduce he takes his opportunity you know to to take his whole uh artistic stance i guess you could say against and whatnot and introduces like these a bunch of different musicians that are um dreamers and whatnot and are from other countries and have now by one means or another immigrated here um and so that's cool And, and it gives a lot of uh different perspectives and a lot of different subtleties and, and these different um, uh, recordings on here. And what's kind of cool is he also does like some takes on some really well-known tunes, which is what one of them that I picked for the playlist. So I specifically picked uh, their version of Stars and Stripes Forever, um, which I thought was really cool because, you know, we all grew up and we're all used to like the March, Stars, Stripes and Forever. And so it's cool to see his take on it and, and everything else. But they also do version of like America from West Side Story. Um, America, the beautiful red, white and remix is what he calls it. Maria and, and, and a bunch of different other things. So I definitely recommend it for people that, that like checking out more of, um, uh, like, like an artistic project, I guess you could say, rather than just an album. Um, and, and it's really cool. Definitely recommend it. I mean, of course the big band is great. Uh, I'm a huge fan of John Diverse's writing. And, and whatnot. So definitely recommend it for people that are that are into that kind of thing. 
So is, is it his band from LA or is it a new band that I think it's, um, yes, I think it's a combination of both. It's like some of the guys from the band from LA, but a, a lot of the musicians and I don't want to say all the musicians, but a lot of the musicians are, um, people that are dreamers and, and DACA as well. Gotcha. Um, because it looks like he found, uh, from what I was reading online, he, hold on, uh, no, sorry. I, he did. He did specifically ask for, uh, look for dreamers and they, they were able to find 53 dreamers from in 17 different States from 17 different countries from around the world. Wow. Man. Yeah. And there, then in some of the parts, there are some musicians, they say, you know, from Miami, New York and LA, to, to pick up and put down. But the main focus of it is the fact of these dreamer musicians in the part of the band. Got it. Yeah. Well, we had uh, John Diversa on the podcast probably, oh man, it might've been almost a year ago now, but uh, you can scroll back through the history and find out more about John uh, on the, on the podcast, but he's, yeah, he's an amazing writer and he's got lots of big band records out. It's not just this one. Um, so yeah. I'm imagining that there's like, it's interspersed with music and talking and music and talking. Is that kind of how it's? Working? Yes. Yeah. It's definitely a good balance of that. Um, so, and it's, it's one of those albums, um, that kind of, it just like one track bleeds directly into the next, you know, mm-hmm. with that intertwining of the speaking and, and, and the music and whatnot. And there's, there's music underneath the speaking. Oh, okay. Usually from what I found from some of them, it's like, if one of them was a percussionist, there was like either them playing percussion or percussion underneath and behind it in that regards. Cool. So certainly cool. Nice. Well, let's keep them moving. We're up to number nine, changing the pace a little bit here from the last ones. Yeah. So the next person uh, I picked, I uh, was off Candace Springs, new record Indigo. Um, definitely was a little biased, uh, in one of the first tracks I gravitated to was the one that had Roy Hargrove on it as well. Mm-hmm, of course. <laughs> I mean, he, he's great. So, uh, it's, it's a ballad on the track and it's what, what really pulled me to it. I mean, besides the entire album being great, um, it, it brought me to it was how they, they very much Roy weaves himself in between her voice and the pianist the entire time he does, you know, take a solo, um, towards the end of the track, but it's definitely more of a, like a, a modern take. You could say on like how Sweets Edison would play behind Sinatra in that regards. And there, but the lines are almost a little uh, in that playing. I think of it as like you know Frank's song, Sweets played Frank's, you know, etc. This one's kind of more like interweaving throughout. So it's a real pleasure to hear, um, you know. And, and as I'm trying to learn how to play with vocalists myself, it's a great example of that, especially over a ballad. Um, real tasteful playing and just all around, you know, great tone from, uh, Miss Candace Springs singing and, and Roy just has that nice airy tone that he's, that he's kind of known for, um, with his nice warm sound. Classic, classic Roy Hargrove. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Nice. Now, uh, I don't know. I think I take a little bit of exception to this next track that you included here. Uh, <laughs> Alan texted me probably a week ago about this record not to check out this track, but to check out the record. And I, uh, and I made some comments about it, but, uh, I, apparently Alan still felt like he was passionate enough that he wanted to keep it here on the playlist because it's yeah. great. there's great musicians on it. I'm, I'm just 
mostly kidding. So uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit more about this project. I actually don't know anything about the band leader, but yeah, like, I this and I will be completely honest was a complete mistake with stumbling upon. Um, and I can't believe that I just happened to stumble upon it because there's so many people on the album. You would have thought I would have heard of it. Um, so it's Randy Waldman's, um, album who like you, I had no idea who he was, but he's like a Grammy award winning, like pianist, arranger, composer, all of that, mm-hmm. um, who has a, a background of working with people that's, you know, incredible, like people from Beyonce to Josh Groban to suppose worked with Michael Jackson, some Julie Andrews, all of these people. Um, and so he put out this record here, um, that's entitled superheroes, which, you know, I wasn't really too keen on checking out or whatnot, honestly, until the front of the album, it just lists all of these musicians that he features from, you know, Ray, Randy Brecker to Steve Gadd, Joe Lovano, Chris Potter, George Benson, Chick Corea, uh, Bob McChesney, Arturo, and it, the list goes on and on. And so I started uh, checking out some of the tracks, and the entire album is based around um, superhero themes from movies or, or TV shows that everyone can remember and whatnot as a kid. Um, that He does specify for some of them he has like – Superman the TV theme versus Superman the movie. Um, but it was really cool to, to check out because even people like Went Marcellus is on it as well. So, you know, like you said, I sent it to you and I was like, have you, you man, you check this out? What's going on here? And uh, it's it's real cool because the track I ended up picking um, was Spider-Man, which features Take Six and then Chris Potter. So um, much firepower. So much. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. So it's it's interesting to hear. And it's I will say that for a lot of them, um, it's kind of a case uh, where like the theme is set up from the, the, the movie or, or whatever. And you certainly can hear it and see how it's orchestrated among the band. And then there's kind of like a solo section afterwards mm-hmm. that may or may not relate to the previous theme. And then it's kind of wrapped back up with the theme. So, because like for the Batman theme, he sets it all up and whatnot. You can hear it cool. And then Wynton ends up soloing over minor blues, if I'm not mistaken. And I think on the Adventures of Superman, it's the, you know, the theme. And then it goes to Giant Zeps changes and back. So, and I definitely understand. Yeah, right. Giant Steps, Superman. Yeah, right. (laughs) Makes sense. Of course. And I mean, I definitely um, can be sympathetic to wondering how difficult it might have been to put together something that was uh, approachable soloistically oh, <laughs> with man. some of these things. Yeah, I mean, wow. That's a huge project. Yeah. And just to put all that together and then not only to organize everybody on top of that, right. to get all these people and to come up with the concept and make it, execute it, especially how the industry is now. Like, it's really, really impressive. That it's really amazing. The production value right. is Right, and the big high. thing for me was, um, like, you know, there's so many people that I feel that I've tried projects like this in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, but how, you know, whether there's a backbeat underneath it or whatnot, there's certainly arrangements. And some of them are nothing like the TV arrangement, but it references it. But how clearly showcased the original theme or motif was. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's something really great. And then also, you know, like you said, it's a completely other feat 
for the fact of how many people are on this record that are notable and that are featured in some way. Yeah, well, people just have to go and check it out and be impressed by the list, the very long list of guest soloists on there. Um, yeah. Excellent. Well, let's keep moving. Another connection between artists on this list. Next track's by the Yellow Jackets, which features yeah. Bob Mincer, the saxophonist, who is a usual member of the John Diversa big band. And uh, yeah, and, and these in, interconnections. But tell us a little bit more about this new Yellow Jackets. Which is interesting that you mentioned that because honestly, like that never even popped through my mind when I was picking the the album. Um, basically, I got this one because it's the Yellow Jackets are always something, are always a band that a lot of people like to listen to down here uh, at Florida State, and. They just dropped this new album, Raising Our Voice, which I had been checking out, and a huge fan of it. It's on Mac Avenue Records, um, and it's certainly, you know, if anyone is familiar with the Yellow Jackets, it has that L.A. sound to it, um, which is refreshing and whatnot to hear their take on it. Um, but they also invite, and on this track specifically, there's a vocalist, um, and forgive me if I mispronounce this, but uh, Luciana Souza. L-U-C-I-N or L-U-C-I-A-N-A and then last name Souza S-O-U-Z-A um, to sing on the track and I think she's figured uh, she's on seven out of the 13 of them oh, okay. um, so it's a, it's a nice mix you know to, to hear that because a lot of the times what she's singing and and Bob Mincer's playing is is they're singing the same time, and she's just kind of vocalizing the notes and and whatnot, and and not giving lyrics. So, yeah, it has like an interesting vibe. But the Yellow Jackets always do, you know, kind of like almost a a Brad Meldow, Joshua Redman, uh, elastic band, you know, type thing. And it's certainly a, a great thing that you can you put on, and in each different track, almost takes you to a different. Uh, setting or, or feeling they're really good on creating feelings i think when they're when they're playing in certain vibes to take the uh the listeners to you know mm-hmm. it's interesting that the way that you uh describe it because the yellow jackets were definitely around you know before brad maldow as a style <laughs> oh with, 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 yeah, yeah yeah without a doubt without a doubt but i will 100 percent admit to and claim that brad maldow was someone i was introduced to before the yellow jackets sure yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah la la side of, of stuff was certainly um you know not saying one side is better or worse than the other but it was something that i was introduced to at a later stage um and sure. in, in my in my many you know, all of like five years of trying to do music. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of your uh, mentorship, your uh, yeah, what a study, transition! Here's a perfect transition to the next <laughs> track on here. Why don't you uh, fill everyone in about about the connection there? Yeah. So you know, I will say before anything that I honestly picked this track because I li- liked the track. And enjoy the album. But my personal connection, as you've alluded to, is that um, the current director of the Basie Orchestra, Scotty Barnhart, is uh, my private teacher down here at Florida State University. Um, And so they just released this new record uh, entitled All About That Basie, uh, you know, pun on the um, Adele song, where they take some Count Basie classics and um, 
some popular music classics, I guess you could say. Um, and also kind of like that superhero record, introduce them with new spins on it with usually a guest artist featured with a group. So, um, I also didn't realize the one I picked every day, how the blues also has take six on it. Um, which is cool because it opens up with the band and then it kind of falls, not, not falls apart, but breaks down in the middle to take six kind of taking the melody themselves, which is, it's interesting to hear because certainly, you know, if I hear it with the Basie orchestra, I'm thinking of like that, the Joe Williams record mm-hmm. or, um, and I think even Jamie Davis did a version of it with them. So great tune. I'm a huge fan of every day. I have the blues anyways, as a song, but definitely recommend it. I mean, they also have other great tracks on there. Like they got Stevie wonder playing, uh, my tree Amor, And then they got Kurt Elling. Don't worry about me. And, you know, so, so on and so forth. John Fad is in the band playing tequila, um, which is cool. I mean, they got this new take of uh, April in Paris, but it's with uh, Joey DeFrancesco featured on the organ throughout it. So definitely recommend for everyone to check out. Um, it's a great spin on some uh, basic classics and some new things introduced into the book. Nice. And we're going to take kind of a left turn here, kind of to the younger generation here. It's kind of, you kind of, it's kind of, this is, this is cool, you know, kind of moving uh, towards, um, I don't know how to describe it really, but so you got <laughs> Stefan Harris doing some different stuff too. Yeah, it kind of goes, yeah. And, and I will be uh, completely honest. So this was um, influenced by one of the grad students that came down here for Florida State as a vibraphone. It's a great guy, Jalen Baker. Um, and with that, it has kind of forced me to be more aware of vibraphonists that are going on. Not saying I wasn't to begin with, you know, always knew that Stefan Harris was out there, Warren Wolf, et cetera. But, you know, I've started checking out their stuff more. And even with Marquise Hill using vibraphones now. So what I ended up picking was Stefan Harris just released his new album, um, where it's him and it features his band Blackout, which is killing because it has like Ben Williams on bass, Terran Gully on drums, who's a bad dude, Mark Carey on piano, Fender Rhodes, keyboards, all that. And Casey Benjamin on vocoder and alto. So it's a great record. And they picked um, another tune, which I'm a fan of, but I feel like you don't hear played that often, Dad Dare. Um, but it's kind of an interesting take because Stefan plays the, the melody at the normal medium tempo, I guess you could say, that you expect it to be. But the rest of the band underneath him plays like this, this really awesome uh, double time feel. And definitely recommend it because, you know, I can't say that there's too many examples of, uh, of vibraphone leading a band nowadays, you know? Sure. Um, so it's, it's interesting to hear that. And there's also some other tracks on the album where he, he plays them by himself, plays it by himself, which I think is cool because it, I mean, at least opens my perspective to a whole nother palette of colors and, and sounds and whatnot when you have vibraphone like that um and more so when when you hear the vibraphone in the band format without the pianist behind it and you know and they're the main harmonic device in, in that sense filling out chords and whatnot sure yeah well, i'm glad to hear your con- conception is expanding to include the include the vibraphonist yeah a lot of i mean especially i don't know who really started it but in the last four or five years 
definitely way more vibraphonists than people's bands in New York. Like, I'll tell you that. But uh, more people are trying to yeah. have it. And, and uh, it's, it's cool. It's great. Yeah. And even just the record that came out last Friday. Uh, last Friday? Yes, last Friday. Uh, Hugh Caceres. Yeah. He has uh, Joel Ross, who's the vibraphonist in Marquis, Marquis Hill's band. Uh, same, right. same cat. So, it's, you know, there's lots of young vibraphonists out there making stuff happen. It's cool. Right, right. All right. And so now we're moving on to somebody I just recorded with a couple weeks ago. Um, Christian Sands, great pianist and uh, band leader. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know <laughs> what else much there is to say. Because Christian Sands, like I said, he's such a great pianist, man. Um, and so he just released his new record, uh, Facing Dragon. Dragons, sorry. Um, and it was great to listen to. There, there's a large variety of, of concepts put into this um, this album. And I was, I was taking uh, – it was taking me a minute to choose between some of the tracks because they're so good. And I ended up going with um, Yesterday, you know, the great standard. And I, I love his interpretation of it. But he goes from everything, you know, from piano on this to, to Rhodes uh, where he has like – more of a uh, an ambient track on the record called Roads to Meditation. And so I think it's definitely um, someone – first off, if you're a fan of Christian Sands playing, which who isn't, you'll enjoy the record. But also if you're a fan of more um, soundscape-type albums, you know, where they're um, not necessarily trying to – you know, it's not like melody, solo, et cetera going on. But again, it's it's kind of creating an, an entire just foundation for you to just experience as a tune, especially with like that meditation track at the end and whatnot. But a large variety of things that he played on here and definitely recommend it. Um, I mean, Rebel Music's a great track. Obviously, Yesterday is, which great, great standard and, and everything on here. Even he has a Samba. So definitely one to check out. Just to clarify, it's yesterday the Beatles tune, not yesterday's the Jerome Kern tune. Oh, <laughs> right. Sorry, I just that's like a tune that people have started playing down here. So like we've all learned it. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why people have started to learn it, but maybe because it's in the. I think it's in one of the real books now. I think it's always been there. It's always been there, and it was always. I always was like, why is this in here? Yeah, because also you there's now we're like since people started to play it where you'll show up to jam sessions and they'll call yesterday you know half the band doesn't know which one you're actually playing exactly exactly yeah but yeah that's a great that's a great record it definitely has a lot of variety of stuff on it i know i checked it out a couple weeks ago yeah um, all right and so now we'll move on to another young lion of the jazz piano i suppose uh classmate of mine from juilliard john batiste Wow, I didn't know you guys were in school at the same time together. Yeah, we played in combo together. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely heard of John Batiste back first with the uh, the Stay Human Band before he's with Colbert on the uh, was it the Late Night um, show, and so uh, he just released this new album, um, which has been receiving great reviews. I think it was like number eight or something on iTunes yesterday out of all albums. Oh, nice. Um, called Hollywood Africans. 
And he does, it's all solo piano. Wide variety of pieces on here and whatnot from ranging from classical to jazz and even the more popular choices in jazz, like he does What a Wonderful World and Smile and whatnot. Um, I picked a great tune, uh, you know, and, and John, the good thing about John Batiste is he's not just known as a great pianist, but his singing, which he does often. So I picked St. James Infirmary Blues, um, which is something a piece that I've always been a huge fan of. But, you know, there's so much. He even has a song in here called Green Hill Zone, which he talks about um, in an interview I was reading. I guess he he always thinks about how like his first exposures to music were from video games mm-hmm. and their themes and whatnot. And so Green Hill Zone is actually like his take on one of the themes from Sonic. Oh, really? The Hedgehog. Yeah. And so it's it's just interesting because he's always been someone that um, I feel like his approach to jazz, I guess you could say, or to music in general has just been a little bit of a d- different spin, you know, especially with like the instrumentation of his Stay Human band where, you know, he had tuba and percussion and then he would play um, piano or um, melodica a lot. And then an alto player, which is just not common of an instrumentation, you could say. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so it, it's always been an, a huge um, excitement of mine to hear how he's arranging things and orchestrating stuff and whatnot. And he's just someone that you can put on and um, just enjoy listening to, you know. So always what you want to go for. Yeah, he's he's uh, definitely – the face of jazz at the moment too, being on TV and everything. Yeah. So, so huge exposure and great things, and and uh, definitely recommend for people to to check out. I don't think it's one of those albums where you're only going to find that there's certain ones that you want to listen to. You know, you're going to be able to appreciate the entire album for for what each individual track is. Beautiful. Uh, and so, moving on now with one of the best singers I think I've ever heard live. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, um, the next one is off of uh, Cecile McLaurin Savant's um, recent record, The Window. Um, and it's an album of complete duet, duets with uh, the pianist Sullivan Fortner. Um, and it's just, yeah, I think you kind of put it the best way into terms. Uh, she she has a voice that it's it still amazes me every day that she has, first off, the range that she does and the amount of, of, of colors that she does with her voice and in sense that she can change it, you know, cause she can go from a very big, um, rich voice all the way up to a very, um, I don't, I don't want to say timid, but like almost fragile and just like childlike with how, um, soft and, and delicate she can be with her voice. So definitely recommend it. Um, this is one of the shorter tracks on it. One step ahead, but it's just, uh, it's a joy to work to listen to and Sullivan Fortner lays down a great foundation behind her, um, for you to be able to hear harmonically what's going on and, and the rhythm and sense underneath it. So, you know, but they're, they're also with having worked together for so long and he's been accompanying her for a while now, they're able to, you know, free they're or they're free to improvise and go back and forth on, on phrasing and, and melodic concepts and, and harmony and whatnot. So it's a, really good compliment to the versatility of her voice and ability to sing 
Yeah, I'm going to have to check this one out again. I haven't had a chance to listen yet, but uh, I just saw her at uh, the Monterey Festival last week, and I was like, man, just again, just every time I've seen her, it's just amazing. Right. And Yeah, I mean, I remember when I first saw her back when she was um, touring with Jazz at Lincoln Center right after she won the Monk competition. She mm-hmm. was doing like their holiday concert and just <laughs> it's incredible, you know, the things that she's able to, to do. Yeah, when yeah, when I just saw her, she was like singing like these like weird like microtonal things. Yes, and I was like, "What?" And it's just like in it, but in a totally like swinging context, and just like what right. is happening right now. Right, and it's nuts to be able to hear people take like such expansion of technique and put it in something that is approachable, you know, to the the regular ear, and it's not coming off as something that's above your head or anything, you know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's totally approachable it's not like when you talk about it it seems like esoteric but it's just like so killing so yeah. killing man <laughs> um, okay let's get to the top track number one another iconic figure in the jazz world yeah i mean look i'll be honest this week it was certainly difficult and as it is with every week or every month to put things in in a hierarchy you know, but this is just one of those that's it's like this is Tony Bennett and Diana Krall doing this new album. I love it here to stay where they do a bunch of duets on it. And it's I remember my mom was huge fan of Tony Bennett and her mother was a huge fan of Tony Bennett. So just in my childhood, that was always something that was going on in the background. Um, so I picked the tune. Uh, the first track on the record is wonderful, which you know, I've heard several times uh, Diana Crawl play it and, and whatnot. They do it as a duet, and it's just—it's uh, a real treat to be able to listen to, especially because Tony's now done a couple of these records with duets. You know, he did the one with uh, with Lady Gaga, and he did one that had um, different artists on it on, on some of the tracks. You know, like he did a version of um, "Don't Get Around Much Anymore" with Michael Bublé. And whatnot. So it's great to hear. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to put it. Someone who's so uh, involved and respected already, and and has been around for so long and done such incredible things already, and combine that with someone who also <laughs> has been around for a while, Diana Krall, and a great pianist and a great vocalist. And if I'm not mistaken. She, I think she plays on some of the tracks. I'm not a hundred percent sure because it also features the Bill Charlotte trio. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if she plays on some of them or if she does it, but regardless, you know, it's, it's great to hear, um, just those two singing together because I feel like their voices complement each other very well. Um, and, and, and their styles of singing. So, you know, it's, there's a lot of standards on here. You know, there's only there were only a couple of tracks where I haven't heard a version of it somewhere before. So definitely recommend checking out. Um, check out the entire album, hear it all, and you won't regret it at all. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, Alan, thanks so much for putting it together this list together as always and taking some time to chat today. Yeah, of course, man. Thanks for having me do it. Yeah, and so we'll check back in next month to find out what's happening for October. And uh, Alan doesn't even know yet, but we're going to take this list and we're going to kind of try to cull it down to the best of 2018 by, by the end of the year. 
So wow. stay stay on uh, subscribe to the podcast, obviously, so you can uh, check that out when it comes out by by the end of the year. But uh, all right, thanks so much again, Alan, and we'll catch you next yeah. time.